Welcome to a Who Killed the Radio Star. It's your favorite, most consistent weekly podcast that we never miss. We're back, baby. We were on hiatus. We told you about it before. Last time we were gonna re- we recorded an episode. We told you, hey, we we have a vacation. We're going on. We're not gonna be back for a bit. We thank you a lot for for waiting. This um, now from here on out, bi-weekly. Wait, semi-weekly. Bi-weekly? I am a Dracula! Guys, we gotta talk. Steve got bit by a vampire. El Vampiro. Vampiro! And he's a Dracula now. So, uh, you may notice some hiccups on the recording. Much like how vampires can't see their own reflection, it's very difficult to record their voices. I want to suck your penis. See, like, you guys can't even hear what's happening right now. We're still trying to, like, adjust the audio and stuff. But he just said he wanted to suck my penis. Now, <laughs> I, but but in a Dracula way, you know? He wanted to get the blood out of my dick. I am Steve Von Count Chocula. And I'm uh, Tyler... October thirty first, Spooky Man. This is a good, this is like an old tradition that we've kept forward from the Simpsons. How they'd always say like Matt Groney instead of Matt Groney, it would say Matt Green Man. Yep, <laughs> that's exactly what Matt they would Werewolf say. or uh, 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 Hank uh, Spookia or Julie uh, D- Dracula ver Dracula. Uh, 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 fuck, what's Lisa's name? Uh, Lisa uh, Yardley or uh, 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 Yardley uh, Smith. Uh, 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 shout, Lisa y- Yow Lee Smith. We are back. It is Halloween. This episode's dropping on Halloween. Happy Halloween, everyone! You Happy might, Halloween. You know, you might be saying, "Where have you guys been for the last few months?" Don't worry about it. Don't don't worry about it. Look, some worry of us about it have to go to rehab once a year. But then we drop our hottest episode of the year. Last year, we hit you with the monster fuck. No, Monster Mash. Was Monster Mash, was that our Halloween episode? It was the Monster Mash Extended Universe. Was that like four episodes ago? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) This is a few. So, guys, look, it's, you know, I probably said this before. Summer, very busy time for us. It's busy, man. It's We're running around with our heads cut off like the Headless Horseman. I got bit by a vampire. Ichabod Crane up in this bitch. I got a pumpkin for a head. Yep, it's true. He is a Dracula with a pumpkin for a head. <laughs> and he's also appears to have bolts in his neck. And he's also about 50% wrapped up in toilet paper. So he's kind of hitting everything. It's funny you mentioned the Monster Mash episode. I earlier tonight actually was re- I revisited all of them. Except for I think the climate change, the climate mash. I actually where was I? I heard the mon- one of the off-brand Monster Mash is not off-brand. They but are like, fully brand. Yeah, they're all on-brand. But one of the lesser-known... Oh, at the I was at the football game on Friday. It was very cold. Mm. But they, it was Fan Fest. And okay. so they had some bouncy castles out there for the children playing in minus 15 degrees Celsius weather. You gotta have something to keep them busy. Yeah. I guess. And they were playing one of the weird Monster Mashes that we had covered last year. And I, uh, I kind of like looked over and I did that nod. Like that 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 meme with the Grizzly Adams, I think. Okay. You know when that 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 guy goes nod. I don't, but you guys know what someone, I'm talking about. Someone knows. Ah, oh, you guys about. out there in Radio Land know what I'm talking about. Someone knows. Uh, but yeah, no, the Halloween episode's our biggest episode of the year. 
um, based on absolutely zero metrics, empirical evidence. This year, Christmas is going to be bigger. I'm telling you right now. Ooh, is Christmas going to be a, a blowout? There's going to be. We're going to be Do blowing it. We're, we're going to be blowing it out. Like how many episodes until the Christmas episode? Probably the next one. Oh no! No, we're back at it. We're coming in hot. We got a lot to say about Buffy Saint Marie next oh, week. Oh yeah, stay tuned. We have a whole as two people who both. Well, I mean, tangentially work in the tangentially work in the music industry currently. They know. And also, two people who worked at a record store for a long time. Way too long. Way too long. We have a lot to say about uh, BSM. That's not, what I'm calling it for yeah, Not BDSM. Well, I... Okay. You've got a lot to say. I got a little bit to say about BDSM, but I'll save that for my other podcast. Yeah. Uh, which is called Tie Me Up Tyler, the BDSM Hour with me and Tyler... I love that album Metallica made with the orchestra called Metallica BDSM. Oh, man. They probably thought they were, like, so cool when they were like, yo, we could fucking call it Symphony and Metallica. Fucking call it S&M. Man, 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 man. We're 40. We're 40. We're 40. We're 40. I mean, we're 40. Oh, fuck. We're getting close, aren't we? (laughs) We're going to die soon. I was talking the other day about how wild it is to be, like, getting older in a time when just, like, culture progresses so quickly and so you like hear about something and you're like oh yeah that was like six months ago and it it could either be actually a week ago or it could have been 10 years ago and you don't really know until you start looking at it time is relevant time relative (laughs) our time or relative time is my relative Um, it's a bunch of pancakes man time is it's it's a fat stack of juicy flapjacks smothered in butter and rich quebecois maple syrup today we're going to talk about ghostbusters because it's fucking halloween bustin makes me feel good man bustin when he yelled bustin makes me feel good i i can't imagine bustin had the same connotation at all as it does today i don't think so do you think there was maybe like three dudes who had the origins of bustin did he just say that did he say our thing we always say that's where bustin came from okay it's about catching ghosts, buddy. Look. They catch them in a little box. They suck them in. Yeah. Right? We've all seen Ghostbusters. It's kind of the opposite the of an Ghostbusters. Orgasm. Yeah, they suck it in. They're sucking it in. This is gross. They're this not, is Halloween. They're not. This is Halloween. N- not to be crass. They're not splooging. Boo! Ooh. Splooge. <laughs> I want the splooge. Okay. Okay. I, hey guys, want to hear my horny Dracula impression? This is crazy. I want to suck your dick and splooge. Blah! My family, members of my family listen to this podcast. And no, they don't. They do. My sister does listen to it. Your sister's fucking rad as shit. She is. And she gets it. She gets it. My brothers don't get it. They're not listening. No, hey. they're fucking all. They're not even vampires. Hey, they're like a bunch of creatures from the Brown Lagoon, if you ask me. Oh, <laughs> that's because they're covered in shit. So Ghostbusters. It's a great song. So we all know the song Ghostbusters. Where 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 is Ghostbusters on the pantheon of movie titled songs? It's it's like it's it's near number one. You got Ghostbusters. We're we talking titular. I'm talking titular. Titular I'm themes. I'm talking eponymous. 
titular themes. You know, you got a. Uh, well, what do you call Jurassic Park? Is it called Jurassic Park? It's a Triceratops. Oh, Lord look Dern. At him. He's so fucking cool. Lord Dern staring at a tennis ball on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> we can heal it. <laughs> we have the technology. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of any other. <laughs> I'm trying to think of literally one other eponymous song that's not just a theme. Tron. Oh yeah, there's that song <laughs> when Daft Punk comes out and they're like, "Tron, we're up Man all night to Tron. get Tron. We're up all night to get Tron. We got a bunch of fucking light cycles." I mean, there's, there's, you know, what about Chicago? Yeah, and all that jazz. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> uh, you got Titanic. My heart will go on. Fuck. Um, well, Ghostbusters. The the theme for the movie Ghostbusters, of course, we all know it. Most people probably know that more than the movies themselves. Okay. It's a song written by... D- wait. Do you I think so? I do think so. Are I we think, that old? Well, I think people are aware of the movies, but I don't think a lot of people are sitting through Ghostbusters these days, especially younger people. Yeah. Especially... I, are you sure they weren't enamored by the s- character podcast and thought, I gotta go back to the origins? Some are. But they're weird, like us. Bunch of fucking weirdos named Podcast. <laughs> but the song is initially recorded by Ray Parker Jr. RPJ. And it uh, it was a hit like right from the get-go. It debuted at number 68. Peaked at, of course, number one. Yep. On the course. Billboard 100. Yeah, he, yeah, he fucking peaked. And it stayed there. Boston made him feel good. It, it stayed there for three weeks. Now, it did peak on August 11th. Three weeks, not that impressive to be a number one in the 80s. That's like the that's like the era when shit's on there for like. Well, and this is and this is the interesting part. I mean, is this that is a it, movie theme song. It peaked on August 11th at number one, and it stayed for three weeks, which means it didn't make it to October at number one. It didn't even make it to September. It wasn't even yeah. It didn't even hit spooky season. I wonder like what was Halloween 1984 like? Were they just were they busting? Well, you've seen Ernest Scared Stupid, right? That's the, yeah. I guess I have my answer. <laughs> that was stupid of me to ask. <laughs> Uh, Ray Parker Jr. also received an Oscar nomination at the 57th Academy Awards for Best Original Song. But, of course, he lost to famously, according to Tyler, Not Blind, Stevie Wonders. Oh, we're still sitting on that Stevie Wonder Not Blind episode. That's going to be three hours of joy. And me fucking exposing that liar. Hey, you guess what? Guess what? We're on to you, Stevie Wonder. And I'm coming for you. I'm not, but I think you're a blind man. Bustin' makes me feel good, Stevie Wonder. Think about it. Okay, so, well, on that note, let's get into this. They came to Ray Parker Jr. with very little time left on the clock. This is kind of a famous thing in the production of Ghostbusters. A lot of stuff was left to last minute, such as, like, the logo and, like, key elements to the film. Slimer's design. (laughs) Hot dog. Bill Murray Murray wasn't even cast on until a day before it released theatrically. They actually had to comp him into some early scenes. Originally, it was John Belushi. (laughs) Ray Parker Jr. had about two two and a half days to write this song when they came to (laughs) it. That's actually not that bad. Before they came, it's not good. It's not great. The song is not great. The song is awesome. I don't think so. Bustin' makes me feel good. I want a new drug. (laughs) We will get to that. Before they came to Ray Parker Jr., they supposedly tapped Lindsay Buckingham. 
I love that. Because of the great success that he recently had on with Holiday Road. I oh for National Lampoon. Is that Lindsay Buckingham? Holiday Road. It was. So they were really uh capitalizing on that like uh 14A that probably wasn't a rating in 84. That 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 young adult not PG comedy. Yes. You know? And they were like, the needs a theme song. And, and at the that, end, we have to show where everyone is six years down the line. And they didn't realize they were going to make I Ghostbusters mean, you too. Could, you could have easily... If, if Ghostbusters was called National Lampoon's Ghostbusters, you wouldn't blink an eye. It's true. You wouldn't because all of the comedians in that fit into the, the sort of mold of National Lampoon. I kind of love it. See, that's why I'm saying, like, maybe you, UK. So, mm, well, you already got most of them there already. But maybe you got to get John Belushi in there. You got to get Chevy Chase in there. Well, what about Jim Belushi? Wait, which one's the good one? <laughs> John Belushi. John, yes, because well, it's the both, life according to Jim. good. Oh, come on. Look at this picture of Ray Parker Jr. in a Ghostbusters tank top. Oh, he kind of looks like a professional wrestler or a side character from They Live. He looks good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. He looks like the, the guy who gives them information in They Live. He, he, he really, and then dies he, immediately. He, he fucking nailed that. <laughs> so, with only like two and a half days here, Ray Parker Jr., he hits the studio, starts trying to write the song, right? But he can't get anywhere. He, he's on record as saying that the lyrics are what really... He just couldn't get... He just couldn't figure <laughs> out... The lyrics were the problem? He just couldn't figure out the lyrics. Well, I, guess, I guess like the, the theme, the music is balling. Well... The lyrics are kind of where it lacks. We don't know if he came up with the music, but we'll get to we'll that. We'll get to that. But the the lyrics, I mean, we don't know if he had Bustin' Makes Me Feel Good in his back pocket <laughs> or whatnot, but really what he's on record with is that who are you going to call is... That's the, that's what that's what sells the whole it's song. What he, he just couldn't really find that. He couldn't get there. And now I've seen a few different reports of this. Some things say that he was up late at night because he couldn't sleep. He was trying to write the song and he saw commercials on TV for like drainage, um, drainage products and, and yeah, like and you had, the, you had plumbers those like, and who are you going to call? Yeah. To, those local tradesmen with those like, yeah, you know, you shouldn't do toilet too much, clog it up. Who are you going to call? You still see it sometimes. If you're on like the, or, or even I'll get, get back to the football game I attended on Friday. There's this guy, Pete, the plumber, Pete, the plumber is a local, Plumber business in Calgary. Who we all love him. Completely ripped off the Incredible Hulk for his logo. Just as the Hulk on the it's side. It's just of the Hulk painted blue. He's blue and he has red hair. Red, I think he's red trunks. Red trunks. I think he's blue hair. Okay. Blue body, but red trunks. He's yeah. Like hole in a wrench. Yeah. And like that's the kind of guy who would like absolutely have like a local public access. Well, not even public access. He would have like signed on for a commercial with a local CBC affiliate in the 80s and they have a little jingle. Yeah. Pete the plumber. If you got a bummer in your plumbing, you call Pete the plumber. Who Get are you that little call? Pl- Pete the plumber. <laughs> <laughs> what seems to be more commonly accepted, though, is that uh, what Ray Parker Jr. did see was the commercial that appears in the film Ghostbusters, which reminded mm. him of plumbing commercials and whatnot. Yes. And led him to the line, Who are you going to call? As for how he came up with the music, there's a little bit of debate there because once the song released to great success, there was a lawsuit issued 
from Huey Lewis and the News. More like uh, Bowie, Bowie and the Booze. Let me tell you, it was all over the news. It was spooky as shit. And going back to before this song was initially pitched to Ray Parker Jr., but after it was pitched to Lindsey Buckingham, supposedly it was also pitched to Huey Lewis and the News, but they mm. turned it down. Mm, I did not know about that part. That's a, that makes it a little worse. It does. Um, and it's the credibility there is a little, it's a little gray, but supposedly Ray Parker Jr. wrote this song on his own and came up with it. But then Huey Lewis hit him with a, hit him with a hard lawsuit that said you completely stole this song and plagiarized and ripped off our song. I got a new drug. Yep. And it, honestly, I wish we could play it right here for you folks because. It's it's pretty close. I mean, guys, come on. It's it's the first time I heard I want a new drug. I had heard Ghostbusters a million times because I was a child and I was like, oh, it's the Ghostbusters song. And then, you know, started playing. I got a new drug. I want a new drug. I want a new drug. I want a new drug. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this guy completely ripped off the Ghostbusters song. False. Other way around. Ray Parker Jr. Putting you on blast. You fucking jacked it. We all know you did. You thought you were making a little a little tiny little theme song for some B-movie. Guess what? You didn't. You didn't. You made it for a fucking hit. Well, before Ray Parker Jr. was tapped, supposedly 60 different theme songs were submitted. And none of them were... 60? 60. And none of them were up to par with what they wanted. Whatever he did, whether he wrote it on his own or borrowed it, it hit the spot. It made Bustin' feel good. <laughs> Everyone was ready to bust. But the lawsuit from Huey Lewis in the news was settled out of court. They came to an agreement. So whenever that happens, it does kind of make you feel like they were like, look, you got me. It just depends. Pay you a million bucks. Let's shut up about it. Because like Huey's probably suing not only Ray Parker Jr., but the label and probably like the studio. I think he and was, they and the, and the had label money to be like fuck off. The label was Arista Records, which is a label we've dealt with in a few episodes before too. So really, all that they actually wanted from Ray Parker Jr. was for like a twenty to twenty-five second long jingle that they would sort of use, right? And he ended up with like a three or four minute long banger. <laughs> well, it really just repeats itself over and banger. over. Banger, but <laughs> I mean, we all love it for different reasons, but. Is it really that good? I don't know. I, you know, you I think know, it's pretty good. You got who you gonna call, and you got Bustin' makes me feel good. Other than that, the song is. I mean that that part is great, but that also that that part is directly lifted from Huey Lewis in the news. Ghostbusters, Bowie, Bowie, and the booze. Well, years later, Huey Lewis went on to do a uh, behind the music. Oh, I'm like a. Uh, uh, much more music or, or VH1 for our American listeners. Yeah, yeah. He did a VH1 behind the music special where he talked a little bit more about that lawsuit. He says, this is a quote from uh, Huey Lewis' real name, Hugh Craig. He says, <laughs> Huford. The offensive part was not so much that Ray Parker Jr. had ripped this song off. It was kind of symbolic of an industry that wants something. They wanted our wave and they wanted to buy it. It's not for sale. In the end, I suppose they were right. I suppose it was for sale because basically they <laughs> we bought sold the it. Fuck out. <laughs> Cause we took a bunch of money and said we'll stop yelling about this. The funny thing there is that in doing that and speaking about it, he 
broke the terms of agreement that they settled on out of out of court. Mm. And Ray Parker then sued him. We got an NDA. We got an NDA lawsuit. We're suing you back. It's just a back and forth with these two. But what I really want to get into is the music video for this song. Oh, this music video. I'd never seen this before, you know? Like, I... I'm sure sh- maybe at some point I saw it, you know, they used to do those things when we were younger on much music on like Halloween night or whatever. They'd, they'd do that. But we, we weren't young enough for this. I know. But like, I feel like still like before, like pre-internet or like not pre-internet, but concurrent with the rise of the internet, there would still be those like specials. And yeah. you know, m- people don't want to work on Halloween. So you got a bunch of much music people. You got a bunch of VJs getting drunk on Queen. And so you have to bring in the B team to just run a clip show. I'm sure I must have seen this at some point before. It is terrible. Well, we were looking it, it up beforehand. Video. Uh, listeners are going to want to look this up. You're going to want to peep the video. We came across a couple decoys on our first search for it, but you yeah. found the actual video. What did you type I in think, to find I the actual video? I think Ghostbusters official video. Okay. Ray official Parker music Jr. video, I believe, is what I put in. And this, uh, this video is something. It's uh, it's directed by Ivan Reitman, also the, the director of Ghostbusters. <laughs> this woman walks up to a matte painting with a door inserted into it. Like, classic fucking cinema. 95% of the screen is just a matte painting. I assume, like, they're probably shooting it where the matte painting is actually, like, really small. But it's, like, right in front of the camera. Superimposed. And then the one little window... They've 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 lined it up such as that like the woman is going to be unimpeded by the matte painting walking up to a front door, walking into a house. It looks real spooky underneath like an overpass, which just doesn't look right <laughs> from a civil engineering point of view. I don't know why there would be a house just underneath an underpass, but whatever. She well, walks in and it looks like a national. <laughs> this is a really specific reference, but if anyone knows. I nailed, I nailed this. It looks like she's walking into a national sports from the 90s. There's just fucking black <laughs> and like neon lighting and the shapes of different objects everywhere. It is. That's pretty spot on. I don't know if anyone <laughs> would understand that reference, but it is good. That might, I, that's, I think that's like not even Canadian specific. That is literally like our region specific. Yeah. But the couch is like, you know, it's basically lining the major aspects of this living room. Lots of LED like tube lights, maybe not LED, but like tube fluorescent. I think like neon, neon tube lights, like primordial neon. Yeah, like neon was probably so cool that people saw this video and they're like, "Whoa, how did they make this happen? So dope!" And it was probably a thousand degrees on that stage, so hot, just cooking. Well, this this young woman that Tyler is speaking of here is played by actress Cindy Harrell. She looked fantastic. Who I'm? I looked her up here. I. She's not really, I don't really know anything she did other than she was in some Twilight Zone episodes, or A episode. Um, she was in the TV series The Master from 1984. Oh, 1984, wow. big year for her. Yeah. She's in Falcon Crest. Oh, Falcon Crest. Jesus. From 88. Yeah, and she is pure 80s. She was in the movie Nothing in Common in 1986. Never heard of that one. She looked fantastic. She, in the video, she is haunted by the ghost, a ghostly figure of Ray Parker Jr., so fucking who is performing the entire song around her and beside her. And at one point, she's like sleeping and he pokes his head out from under her bed. She's kind of like actually a little scantily clad in that moment. It's very yeah, they, they make they have some butt shots. Controversial. She's running around in maybe not, I guess like you could call it lingerie. It's lacy. You could. You could. The music video uh, hit number one on MTV. It included a total of 12 
cameos from other uh, famous actors yeah. and actresses, which were all pretty much favors called in by Ivan Reitman. Yeah, and they were all very... Uh... They don't actually have anything to do with the plot. They're just sort of inserted in there. And it they just cuts, cuts like a neon frame. A neon, a black screen neon frame, and then John Candy's in the middle of it. it. Say it, Boston makes me, or, or maybe not saying, but, but mouthing, Boston makes me feel good. Yeah. Everyone we have in this video is Chevy Chase, Irene Cara, John Candy, Melissa Gilbert, Ollie E. Brown, Jeffrey Tambor, George Went. Al Franken, Danny DeVito, Carly Simon, Peter Falk, and Terry Garr. I mean, that's a that's a that's a hit list right there. I will also note that you can tell Ray Parker Jr. Like, can you give me an age on Ray Parker Jr. over there on your 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 flippy flips? Like, let me I, type it into the computer. <laughs> he seems like he is a little bit older because it's eighty four. And he can't dance. So he's 69 years old right now. He's born in May 1st, 1954. Okay. So he's 30 when this thing is recorded. 30-ish. And I feel like he's the kind of guy who probably got into the music industry young, went on his talent, and then they started trying to put him in this position where he was like the front man. And in this video, he's doing the, what I what I always like to refer to it as, I can't feel my face weekend on Saturday Night Live vibes. Where you have someone who's really talented artist, they can sing, maybe they can compose music, and they're trying to push them as a frontman, but they can't dance. So another thing I'd like you guys to look up is the weekend playing "I Can't Feel My Face" on Saturday Night Live, because he's already been like a successful recording artist for a few years. He had that trilogy of EPs that was really hot, and then they tried to present him as like a Michael Jackson figure and gave him a dance song, but he has no moves. He just keeps doing the same move. And Ray Parker Jr. is doing that in the video. He has no dancing ability. It's just sort of a shuffle. So he's just, yeah, he's just shuffling and kind of doing the same move and like, you know, snapping the fingers and kind of moving side to side, doing a little shuffle. Does not look comfortable being an entertainer, which is like so weird compared to today where you have to be a multi- I just feel like it might not be comfortable being a ghost. <laughs> it might be that. You know? You know? <laughs> the whole premise is weird. And it's like they have him on some sort of soundstage with just a lot of pitch blackness, black background, black stairs. Or you're going to walk up these neon stairs and you're going to walk down them. Yeah. You stand by that neon window and look kind of sexy to the camera. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's a tough direction for anyone. Eventually, too, like he becomes uh, corporeal. Like he eventually transitions <laughs> into does. having a body. But I don't remember them really explaining it in the narrative of the music video. No. It was just, you know, it just cut to like... He eventually like comes in and then the woman... Hey, do you have her name handy? The, the main, our main character, the woman I was discussing earlier from Falcon Crest. Cindy Harold. Cindy Harold. Is almost like happy to see him when he comes into corporeal form after he she has been haunted by him for what the narrative of the video suggests is at least one night. At least. Like at least, at least like four hours. That one scene where he pops under the bed does signify the turning of a night. I, I guess, but she's like kind of running from him. She's running from the ghost. He's scary. He's a ghost. He shows up as almost like oh, and then he does the the chi- the, the the shirt popping scene. If, if look, if a ghost of Ray Parker Jr. started appearing to me and I popping his shirt out, I'd be running too. He had the, he had that button up shirt, and then he busts out of it because busting makes him feel good, and he's got a Ghostbuster shirt on that I believe had the Boom. sleeves cut off. It's like did, a tank yeah. top? It was a tank top. What well, was like the picture we were just looking at? Guys, you've already watched this video like three times, but this is wild. It's a wild video. It just really reminds you of like what you could get away with in the 80s. 
Yeah. Which, I mean, the production values by the time, it's almost the uncanny valley. By the time we got old enough that music videos were in our purview, the budgets had went up, but the acting remained the same. It did. So, our music videos looked a lot better, but they're almost more embarrassing because of that uncanny, uncanny valley nature of like, well, they're clearly not like supposed to be movie stars and they're trying to act in scenes and they have three minutes to deliver a plot and Chad Kroger looks really uncomfortable. Well, none of these, as I said, none of these actors or actresses were paid at all. These were all favors called into writing. And some of them were so on the fly, uh, specifically John Candy, that they showed up to the set of Brewster's Millions and pulled <laughs> Candy aside to film his uh, one second cameo. That like, is that's in. a bad good movie. That is that is in it is or yeah. no, it's a good bad movie. I I enjoy Brewster's. Well, I'm not ever going to watch it again, but I enjoyed it as a child. You know, you get on you get on a John Candy kick and you go through and you knock a bunch out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's a treasure. Yeah. For for us, he's actually uh, got sainthood in Canada. That's right. I usually watch Uncle Buck at Christmas. Oh, yeah? I like an Uncle Buck. I like an Uncle Buck. Uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is fantastic. Classic. Steve Martin just crushing it. John Candy, amazing. I recently started rewatching SCTV. Oh, wow. How about that? Canada. How about that? Canada. Yeah, Canada. Canada. Holds up. Thank you for listening to our Ghostbusters episode, everyone. I hope you have a terrifyingly terrific Halloween. I really want to just, I just really want to tell you guys right now, check your children's candy. You don't know what's in there. Someone gives you an apple, could be a razor blade in there. Someone gives you an unopened Snickers, someone could have pierced with a hypodermic needle. Who's this wasting? Do you know how expensive a hypodermic needle is? You heard me. (laughs) Hypodermic normal? Garfield's enemy? Question, have you ever got an apple at Trick or Treat? Never. Yes, I did. What was in it? delicious apple goodness. <laughs> I didn't love it. I also got a candied apple once. I had a guy who lived on my street who worked at the Crayola factory and he would give every kid this is wild. two markers. Quality markers. Remember the Crayola stamps? With, wow. He wow, wow, wow. He, would give he me gave st- you a Crayola stamp marker? Two of them. Every Jesus kid would get two. Christ. And you knew the house every year when you go to it. And guess what? Block over I had a guy who worked at the Hubba Bubba factory. That guy... Must have been a fucking... You'd get a whole pack. That's incredible. You'd get a whole pack at that house. We also had a fucking dentist up the street. Mm, Toothbrushes and floss. Shit on his house. (laughs) Took a big old shit right on it. Here's the thing about Halloween. I miss it. It's Halloween right now. I know, but it's not the same. This is coming out on Halloween. It's the same. It's coming out. It's not the same. You're dressing up. We're just talking about his costume. I'm I'm kind of short. Tyler's dressing up as Ralph Wiggum from The Simpsons as Idaho. I'm going to be Idaho. I'm going to shave my beard for the first time in almost a decade. It's going to look weird. It's going to look really fucking weird. I'm going to send pictures to everyone. Here's my question about Halloween. If we go out as traditional ghosts, we're really not that tall. We're not that short. We're not not short kings. I'm taller than you. Shout out to my short kings. You're not short. But we're like, you know... We could pass for like overgrown fourteen-year-olds, but we just we wouldn't be able to say anything. Do you think we could remember, pull well, off? Remember when I came to that party dressed as a ghost? Kyle's yeah, party. It was spooky. You were like fifteen. I was scared. I, I left. You passed out in the grass, and you were out cold for like four hours. Oh, that party! Oh boy, guys, <laughs> that was wild. I don't even think I was dressed as anything. I don't think you were either. You I had a costume ready. Out. We were young, but you passed. I out had like, alcohol poisoning. 
For, for sure. sure yeah. Should have went to the hospital. Yeah. Almost certainly. I took a ghost shit on you that night. You did, yeah. Good thing it was invisible. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. We are back <laughs> in the habit, and we will be back very soon. Like the sister act two. Whoopi Goldberg. We're back in the habit. Thank you for listening, everyone. We will see you next week. And ready? We're going to say happy Halloween. Okay. One, two, three. Happy Halloween.